Good morning. Welcome to Axios Today. It's Friday, December 18th. I'm Erica Pandey, filling in for Nyla Boodoo. Here's how we're making you smarter today. The state of play on stimulus negotiations, plus the massive Russian hack that's roiling the government. First, though, today's one big thing. Vice President Mike Pence is getting the coronavirus vaccine. It's been a week since the FDA granted emergency authorization to Pfizer's vaccine, and the Moderna vaccine is slated to get that same go-ahead today. But, as we reported earlier this week, there's still a significant share of Americans who don't trust the vaccines. Top government and health officials have been doing their best to change those minds. Well, this morning, Vice President Mike Pence will receive the Pfizer vaccine on live TV. He'll be the highest-ranking official to do so so far. Margaret Talev is the White House editor at Axios. So, Margaret, you've been reporting on Americans' confidence levels regarding this vaccine. And one of the key groups that doesn't feel as confident about it is Republicans. Will this work in changing those skeptical minds? This is a fascinating question. And the Axios-Ipsos coronavirus poll that we do every week has already begun to show a real movement on this. There is an increased comfort with the idea of taking the vaccine as soon as it's available. This is happening with this group of Republicans. We saw Democrats' willingness to take an early, most available form of the vaccine doubling, but we saw it tripling among Republicans. It was originally 9%. It's up to 25% now. One out of four Republicans saying they would take this as soon as it's possible, right? And so a real question is, is Vice President Pence trying to expand that trend or or is he trying to jump onto it? Because it's much more popular now than it was only a few weeks ago. Why isn't President Trump the one taking it? It's a really good question. And we know President Trump wants to get credit for the vaccine. So why isn't he the one getting the shot? Trump has said that he plans to take it at some point, but not immediately. And we've seen this other conflict within the White House about when the entire White House staff should go ahead and get that vaccine. But just because you can doesn't mean that you should. Politically, is it fair that you should jump ahead of other people in need? All of that will be off to the side and it will be Vice President Pence doing the messaging in this moment. Margaret Talev is Axios's White House editor. We'll be back in 15 seconds with why this recently uncovered government hack matters. Welcome back to Axios Today. On Sunday, Reuters broke news on a massive hacking effort by Russians into the U.S. government. Cybersecurity experts think it started back in March when an American company called SolarWinds was hacked. That matters because SolarWinds does IT contracting for federal agencies like the Departments of Commerce, Treasury, Homeland Security, and the Pentagon. And they also work with almost all U.S. Fortune 500 companies, the top 10 U.S. telecom companies, and all five branches of the military. Mike Allen is Axios' co-founder. Mike, this hack could have very well touched basically every consequential institution on U.S. soil. What are the stakes for our democracy and for national security? So you just listed a roster of most of America's most consequential institutions. And Erica, I asked somebody I knew in government, how would you rank this on a scale of one to 10? And this person said uh, 20. And that got my attention. And what they explained was, we don't know exactly what they took and we don't know exactly what they're still seeing. We don't know the bottom of the well. 
And that's why Tom Bossert, the Homeland Security advisor to President Trump before he was fired, he did this fascinating op-ed this week in the New York Times where he said that President-elect Biden, when he gets in, should assume that outside threats are able to read his information. That makes it very hard to even do your job, Erica. And Mike, what are the stakes for people's everyday lives here? Imagine that a stranger was walking through your house and they didn't take anything that you know of. That's kind of what this is. There's no sign that classified information was taken. But imagine all the sensitive but unclassified information that's in government, let alone those corporate computers that you were talking to. So we're talking about access to email. We're talking to internal agency budgets. Like I can imagine it being used as blackmail, right? Mike, what's the big takeaway here? What's your big takeaway? The takeaway is the government has to be a lot more serious about cybersecurity. So you need to find a way to be able to use agile, innovative technology, move fast, and outthink the enemy. And none of those things are things that government is particularly good at. Mike Allen is Axios's co-founder. Thanks for joining me, Mike. Erica, have the best holiday weekend. After constant back and forth negotiations, Congress is getting closer to announcing an 11th hour stimulus package. Elena Treen, who's been spending time on the Hill, is here for what seems like the hundredth time to give us the state of play. Thanks for joining me, Elena. Good morning, Erica. So what are we expecting will be in this new bill? So it's still being negotiated, but the top line things are mostly agreed to. So the overall price tag is supposed to be around $900 billion. There's going to be around $325 billion for small businesses. There's also going to be stimulus checks. The second round is going to be around $600 in direct payments. But two things that are not in this bill are more aid for state and local governments, as well as liability protections for businesses. The leaders on both sides of the aisle basically determined that in order to get a compromise done, they'd have to drop the two most controversial things. And so that's what we're going to see in this bill later today. So, Elena, we had Felix Salmon on the podcast yesterday to talk about how 8 million Americans have fallen into poverty throughout this pandemic. For a lot of those people, that $600 stimulus check could have made the difference. Is this a massive failure of the American government? I mean, if they don't get this done, it'll be an even bigger failure. But yes, this aid is so necessary. And I think that gets lost sometimes when you just talk about numbers and policies that these are people who are losing their businesses, people who are trying to feed their families. And that's why they need to stay on the Hill as long as possible and just come to the middle and pass something. And I think that's what they're going to do this weekend. Elena Treen covers the White House and Congress for Axios. Thanks, Elena. Thanks, Erica. I write a newsletter about the workplace called Axios at Work. And a few weeks ago, I asked my readers to tell me how the pandemic has changed their company holiday parties. Let's face it, no one's going to log on for yet another run-of-the-mill Zoom happy hour. So some companies have gotten creative. Take Margie Sweeney, for example. She's the CEO at a small PR agency in Chicago. So we had a Zoom party with a mixologist. Every one of our people got a two foot by two foot, literally. It was an enormous box full of holiday swag and gifts and the 
kit for the mixologist and everything like that. We even had one person bring a virtual date. Our chief technology officer's girlfriend was isolating. So they just dialed in from two different places. Like a lot of companies, Margie's party looked a lot different this year than last. But she kept up her most important tradition of individually toasting every single one of her 23 employees at the very end. It was really one of the great silver linings of the pandemic for our company. And that's all for us. Axios Today is brought to you by Axios and Pushkin Industries. Produced by Carol Wu, Nuria Marquez-Martinez, Kara Schillen, and Naomi Shaven. Our mix engineer is Alex Sugiara. Dan Bobkoff is our executive producer. Sarah Kehlani-Gu is our executive editor. And special thanks to Axios co-founder Mike Allen. At Pushkin, our executive producers are Lital Malad and Jacob Weisberg. We love feedback. Share your thoughts by writing to us at podcast at axios.com or to me directly on Twitter at Erica underscore Pandy. Thanks for listening and have the best weekend. <laughs>